Yeah, a lot of people walk up and, and, and see the bottle and they're interested in it and then they ask, you know, what's Mercy all about? And it takes about a minute to, to tell the story and it's like people's eyes just perk up and their body language changes and they, they kind of attach to, to the whole idea of it all and they, and they appreciate it, I think, a little bit. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's been fun. It's, it's been really cool to see how it comes through. It's a real, you know, it's a real, like, success story. Yeah, yeah. Interest success story. I, I hope so. I and hope so. We got to <laughs> in multiple locations yeah. across the globe. You know, not many people could pull that off. That's right. Yeah, I was just in South Africa. Yeah, and uh, oh, we're going to catch up on that. Good deal. We good got. Deal. I, so you, I started catching on to um, after we left. Tell me if I have my timeline right. You had an ambassador do an ultra, right? Is that yes, what it was? That's right. Was that that was, was July? Okay, so was that the beginning of the, the, the season, basically athletic season of Mercy, really being boots on the ground, you know, supporting the, the, the outdoorsy aspect of terroir of, this, of the spirit? Is that, was that the first one? So, so I was building to it. I, um, you know, I really want to sponsor the local community and be part of the local community. So starting in January already, I was plugging into some smaller events here in Birmingham, some Alicat cycling a couple of local running races, a couple of local bike races. So I was starting to see, you know, whether this works, whether this resonates. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing the, the network effect. So through those events, I met a few people uh, and they really liked the idea of Mercy. They really connected with this, this you know, spirit of celebrating the adventurer, celebrating the, the athlete inside all of us. You know, not, not just a professional athlete, mm -hmm. but, but many of us have got somebody inside us that wants to Our do... Our recreational athletes like you and me. And, yeah, yeah trying to do fun things. Yeah. Um, so I had just a lot of folks reaching out, talking to me, um, and we were just percolating ideas. Uh, and one connection led to another and, and the events that I got access to just became bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think it's because of the authenticity of Mercy about the idea of celebrating the, the individual participants and from the first finisher to the last person across the finish line and just plugging into that whole idea. So I, I met the race director of the Trans Rockies Ultra. Uh, really, really cool guy. Very down to earth. He loved Mercy. I think mm. he, he enjoyed talking to me. Yeah. Uh, and so he invited us to come out. And so uh, Andrew, uh, an ultra runner here from Birmingham, uh, he he jumped into the race. Kudos to him. Yeah. <laughs> with not a whole lot of preparation. Just oh, a very, really? Yeah. Just very talented, strong, committed, determined runner. Um, and and we went up there and and we went at it. And Andrew did awesome. Uh, and finished. it was. He finished, yeah, and he finished. Uh, you know, on one of the days he was in the, you know, I think in the top 15 people. Wow! Uh, so he finished strong, uh, and and the race is is about getting to the finish line, but but in any which way you can. It's not about getting there fast. It's about getting there so that the next day you can wake up and put your shoes on and go out again. Right. Which I think a lot of life is like that. Right. Uh, and and the spirit of mercy is is right there. It's like do. Do crazy things, but do them so that the next day you can pick up and get going again. Right. Uh, it's a really cool community. Uh, I, th I think uh, Mercy plugged in really well to the folks who were out on the trail and the folks who were supporting the trail. Uh, my son, he came with me, and uh, we would throw a bottle of Mercy in our backpacks and start at the finish and work our way backwards. And we would hit all the runners oh, nice. on their way in on a couple of days. Uh, and we'd take shot glasses with us. Yeah. 
and we were pouring trail shots and just like egging everybody along. And uh, you know, one day we poured about two bottles worth of shots on the trail. So it was, it was just motivating. a lot of fun. People enjoyed it. The ladies were drinking way more than the guys. Just, just FYI, they were they were out there uh -huh. pounding it. No fear, uh -huh. getting down with mercy, which was great. So, it, 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 you know, for me, it was a little bit of testing. Like, does this work? Do do people um, attach to the idea? Is the spirit good out there? Does the brand work well? Mm -hmm. uh, and like big check marks to to all of those coming back. So that was yeah, this big first big event. Uh, took 15 cases of whiskey up there. Oh, man. And didn't come back with a whole lot. So wow. <laughs> we, we had good consumption and, and just a really, really good time all around. Oh, so they won't forget it. That's, that is an industry or a sport that they really appreciate. They remember the brands who support them. And they remember who drops off. That's another thing. Like, you know, they, they like the consistent. They like the people that really like to stay and, and support them. And, and there's, there was beer brands that I never was into, but you finished the race and they were supportive and I never forgot it and, you know, support them when I can. Yeah, totally. So we, I, I would love to be back. I would like to actually participate in it, maybe, if I can keep my legs together uh, and, and just keep going. You know, just the community aspect is so incredible. Yeah, it is. It uh, changes your perspective about getting it done. You realize, oh, it, it's very, it's possible to do this thing. Yeah, and there's uh, nothing sucks more than that. I mean, that is like... Yeah. The next level, you know, beyond marathon suck. Yes, yeah, I, th I think so. I ran one of the stages. The volunteers and the sponsors could jump in on one of the days. So I, I ran with Andrew. Yeah. Uh, and it was his recovery day, and it was my hard day. <laughs> what did he What did he pace at? What were you kind of at? Oh, gosh, I can't remember. We got to the top of the mountain, uh, and he's a really good downhill runner. Oh boy! So I, I could see he was itching to go. So I oh said, man. "Look, you know, you you run your downhill, oh. and I'm I'm gonna walk my downhill, <laughs> and I'll see you at the finish line." So I think I was out for three hours. I'm pretty sure he was in like 45 minutes before me because he came back up the trail uh, looking for his girlfriend after he'd finished and ran her home as well. So he he, he did awesome. He was such a and just you know running with him was awesome. We chatted the whole way. Uh, the one of the race cheerleaders took Mercy on the trail every day, and that day he took Mercy up to 11,000 feet, uh, dressed as a clown, serving Mercy and tequila at, at 11,000 feet. And when, by the time I got to him, the Mercy was almost finished, which I was bet. awesome. So oh, uh, yeah. uh, Andrew and I finished the bottle with the clown, which was pretty. That's <laughs> awesome. Was fun. Yeah, I saw really a lot of the uh, a lot of shots with. Um just straight chugging it. I yes. mean, that's, that yeah. is, that's, that is, a, that's a great pick. That's yeah. A, that's a, that it's a great shape bottle for chugging right there. Athletic that event. And yeah, I bet that was pretty motivating to those guys. So, so next thing is I, I, I have a little uh, steel mug with a carabiner on it. Oh, yeah. So for pouring trail shots. And uh, so I tested that out there a little bit. That worked really well. So I want to get that developed for mercy. And then we've got to find a way that we can get a, a 375 ml stainless steel container on the trails mm. or, or even less like a 200 ml stainless steel container so you're not lugging a big glass bottle up and down the mountain you've got something smaller to take with you so that'll that's in the idea shop at the moment and, and figuring it out but we do have a we have like a four or a five minute short clip coming out on the trans rockies on mercy at the trans rockies so that'll be hitting the airwaves here in the next week or so which I'm really excited about. We've got some great awesome. footage. Andrew, all the other runners, Mercy in camp at night 
um, the beautiful sunrises, the, the amazing sunsets. You guys just like drone footage, didn't you get some drone footage or yeah, something? Yeah, drone footage, lots of stills, lots of uh, on the foot video, Good. lots of GoPro. Good. Um, the race director, Huda, we got, got a bunch with him and he's, he's hysterical and, and a just all around amazing person. And that, that, that extends to everybody else who was out there. So re really cool stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, and after that, we sponsored a, you know, a local 5K. Um, we have some bike runners coming up. We have a couple of ambassadors, and I'm starting, starting to um, uh, kind of release their profiles, publish their profiles. Uh, and so the goal is with the ambassadors, they're not necessarily athletes. They're adventurers, just people doing interesting things off the beaten path a mm -hmm. little bit. Uh, let's learn more about them. Let's follow them along on their adventures and, and see where they take mercy to and, and how they enjoy mercy. Um, but also, you know, I just think celebrate um, them and celebrate what they're doing. And, and I, you know, I've come up with this really a different way of looking at things. As somebody who, who did athletic events for 15 years, I would pay my entry fee. I would show up at the start of the race and, and I would be expecting a pretty good race. Uh, I, I wanted it to start well. I wanted it to be water on the course. I wanted it to end well. But the last year, I've started to interact a lot more with the race directors. Uh, and then one level down, the person who like founded the race. Uh, this was particularly brought home for me at the Alabama 650, uh, which is this uh, canoeing race through Alabama, 650 That's what miles. I was wondering about the 650. I was like, that's yeah. not, that's not, an old, that's not a, a foot race. I was like, no. what is this 650? That's what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, it's a, it's a paddle race. Okay. Yeah, and, and so uh, very few participants, so 17 participants huh. on 650 miles, takes 10 days to get everybody in. So you can just imagine the logistics of all of this. Every paddler needs a crew. You need safety, you need medical, you need uh, nutrition, you know, all those things along the way. So if you step back and look at this, you have people who thought about a race, you have people who put it together, you have people who keep it going. Uh, and you know why they do that? They do that so they enrich our lives. Yes. Because we're doing you know, Monday to Friday, we're working, uh, and we look forward to this event or maybe one or two events a year that are all the, year you know they're the pinnacle yeah, of our year, year. totally and, and so it's those people who are enriching our lives oh yeah they're sacrificing big time big time and so i it i'm just so grateful and thankful that i have a chance to plug into that on the side a little bit i think the whiskey brings something you know maybe a little unique maybe a little bit off the beaten path right um and and i hope it adds something to the experience but what I'm taking away as an individual is just this, these race directors and race founders and everybody involved in the events are, are incredible people. And they I, are. I don't think I individually gave them enough like kudos for, for how wonderful and, and yeah, how... Yeah, we take it for granted. Big time, big time. So that's been my big uh, takeaway from this year. Aside from learning a bunch about building a brand and launching a brand and plugging into people, it's these secondary things that are... They're the kind of like low beat pulse you know, of life out mm -hmm. there, but they're really needed. They, they keep us going. They, Absolutely. Yeah, so, so kudos to all of them. And, and we drink yeah. shots with them along the way. <laughs> they, those people, those, some of those races, like uh, we just did Bill's Beer Run last Sunday, I think it was. It's a five-miler uh, on Casey Key. At the end, there's a beer trailer. It's like you wait, and it, it sells out. It's got a limited amount of tickets and stuff. And it is that race, like you wait all year for for that five miles 
there you go. And then that last mile is that last mile you can't wait to finish that so you waited all year to do. That's right, that's <laughs> Cause right. Because you're going so fast. And you kind of think about that for a long time. Yeah. I remember once I flew from L.A. to New York on the red eye, got in a taxi, drove, took, taxis took me straight to the start of a 10-mile beer run, ran the 10-mile beer run, got to the finish, and drank a couple of beers. And I, that's all I thought about on the flight on the way back was, you know, this is going to be so cool. Yeah. And I was so tired and I was so lagged when I got there, but it was, it was so much fun. That's, that's impressive to pull off at 10 you know at, at, a, at a drop of that like that yeah yeah it was it's a it was a great race and yeah it's almost a half you're almost doing a half marathon it's all good fun yeah 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 i used to be fit like that not, not so much anymore <laughs> now you just did something look really fit did you go did you go overseas to bike yes yes you so went biking overseas i went biking overseas so i turned 50 last week so oh happy birthday thank you so much so in the in the run-up to turning 50 uh, a really good friend of mine from, from a long, long time ago has been inviting me to come out to South Africa, which uh, is where I grew up, yeah, yeah. to do one of these stage mountain bike races. It was like, a, it was, like a, what was it a gravel bikes you guys were on, right? Uh, mountain bikes. You were on mountain so, bikes. Yeah, three okay. days of mountain biking okay. through the winelands of the Cape in South Africa. Have you been there before? So I lived in Cape Town for 10 years, and so it's kind of my backyard a little okay. bit, but I never okay. mountain biked when I lived there. So okay. this was all new for me, all new trails. All new experiences, this amazing camp, this amazing community of a thousand people who rode a couple of miles every day uh, and then hung out at night, went to bed, woke up the next morning and did it again. Uh, at the, the Rugby World Cup was going on at the same time, so we were watching rugby every night, some pretty exciting games to watch, so there was a lot of partying through the night. Which was good fun. I took some mercy with me. Yeah, was my ne- I, that was my next question. Yeah, I had, a, I had just a great chance to introduce it to people and talk to them about the story. Um, South Africa is more of a single malt drinker. Bourbon and American whiskeys are a little bit exotic. Everybody knows Jack Daniels and Maker's Mark, but the craft uh, bourbon that we were craft whiskeys that we we're producing is not well known. Mm. So it, it was it was good fun. Rye whiskey is certainly uh, not well known in South oh, Africa. Really? Um, but you know, tasted really well. So it hit their palates, and there was yeah, the, yeah. I would get up and go to the bathroom and come back, and the bottle would be gone. Oh, so that's it was a good sign. it was working really well. That's a good sign. <laughs> working really well. Yeah, and, and again, you know, the brand, uh, the brand connected really well with people. The oh, the idea of celebrating the individual uh, adventurer in all of us uh, yeah, went, went down really well. And I had a boatload of fun. It rained, it rained the first night and all the way through the second day. So that makes for really muddy bike riding, yeah. really, really good pictures, really, really good stories. Yeah. And it was hard. It took us six hours to do 25 miles uh, on the trails that day. Um, so when we got to the finish line, we were pretty wiped out, but that was just the best part of it all. The, the next day was sunshine, beautiful trails, Man. glorious day. And I don't remember it as much as I remember the second day in the mud, kind of tra- trailing along. total hell, yeah. Yeah, we, had, we, we couldn't ride the bikes because they were just getting caked in clay. So we had to throw them in rivers every time we got to a river. Tires were caking up in the yeah. frame. Yeah, caking up the, the, the sprocket was getting full of oh, mud so man. the chains wouldn't stay on. Oh, they, oh, yeah. I think I dropped my chain 50 or 60 times that day. Wow. It was, it was nuts. <laughs> on the front end of the, the front? The, fr- the front. The chain ring the fr- were, was popping off on the chain ring? Yep, yeah. Wow. And, uh, and I have a one by on the front, if you know what that means. So just one so ring on the front. one chain ring. Not two. Yeah. That shouldn't drop, but it was dropping that the whole is time. That weird. 
So I learned a lot about the, the inside of my bike on that trip as well. Yeah. Um, get to the finish line, you're only cold, it's been a tough day. Like honestly, the first thing I did is I went and found the Mercy in my tent, took a couple of shots, warmed up, oh, calmed yeah. down, oh, yeah. got my sense of humor back and, and went out and, and did it some more. So we rode in our Mercy bike gear, uh, which was a blast. So we have some great photos and some uh, great kind of photo stills, good collateral coming from the trip, good video, which was fun. So we'll, we'll put something together for that as well and, and get that on the, on the airwaves too. Yeah, more people should see that because that's going to be probably some cool photos people aren't used to of being, yeah. you know, South Africa. So that's they're going to enjoy that. I, I, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, it, it did was look different cool. to me. It looked like a different location. You know, you were not in your average place. No. Yeah, uh, mountains down to the sea, through the vineyards. There's a very uh, specific um, plant group out there called Feinbos, which is beautiful. It means fine bush. So it's a vegetation that's just full of different types of grasses, very mm. colorful, uh, very, very tactile, um, just gorgeous. And uh, living there for 10 years and then coming here, I'd kind of forgotten how beautiful the Feinbos is, but riding in it again and hanging out in it was, was awesome. It's got a smell to it that's kind of unique. It was like taking you home. You know? So that was, that was that's really amazing. good fun. I'm glad yeah. you did that. Yeah, me too. Me too. A good way. Good way to turn 50, you're doing that. Just, just trying to throw the body around, make sure it doesn't break. You won't break. forget that. <laughs> Hold it together. Yeah, you won't forget going. that. Yeah. No, no, this has been good. It's been good. You uh, have some experimental stuff or something new, is that? Yeah, yeah. So I've got, uh, we have two, two new products coming out in the next couple of months. Okay. Uh, one of them is just a few weeks away from being launched. It's actually already in the bottle. Okay. We're just getting the label squared away with the TTB. So okay. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I'm going to give you a taste, okay. drink it in, and yeah. process, and then tell me what you think, and we'll talk about it. Okay. All righty. And these are the new, these are the new glasses. Yeah, yeah. These are, are the are new Glencairns. Like Those are gorgeous. Straight out of the box. Any, do you do you sense some like citrus? Is there any citrus on there? There'll be there's there's a couple of moving parts inside yeah. this. Apricot, it maybe. Yeah, you're you're on the right track. Mm. Wow. That is very unique. Yeah, pretty good, right? So there's a lot going on in your mouth when you take it in. Give it, give it, give it ten seconds to settle. It's this is, this is up my alley because it's sweeter. I love, I love your double rye, but this is sweeter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, that fruit, the sweetness. That's unreal. So, that is unreal. This is uh, this is a complex whiskey. This is a <laughs> this is a blend of bourbon and rye they're pretty young bourbons and ryes how on earth did they do that so quickly and then we've got vanilla bean infused oh. and vermont maple syrup okay. infused oh my god all all authentic the the beans were spliced and crushed there 10 feet away from you the the Vermont maple came down from Vermont in big blue five gallon jugs, and processed and filtered all the filters. Though just just thinks you want, oh on the other side of these tanks over here. Yep. 
So very, you know, small batch, all hand, all hand cranked. Nothing artificial, obviously. No artificial colors, no artificial flavors. No, no, nothing like that. This is all this all is real. All, this is all real. Sat in the blending tank for a month, just settling, just settling. The cool thing about where we are is the team here does everything super slow, and uh, I honestly think it adds fifty or sixty percent to the smooth finishes we get out of here. That is unique. I was getting a little impatient. You know, I was like, come on, I want to taste it. How is it? And they said, just, just hang on. It's still settling. It's they still know. settling. And then we pumped it through. And it, it's, uh, I've been sampling it and testing it with a bunch of people. And, and the reaction is, is awesome. It's just so incredible. So it's uh, 80 proof. So you're uh, Easy to drink. Yeah. Mercy number six is at uh, 91 proof. So that's harder. But I, on purpose, we brought this out at 80 so that the flavors will take, will take prominence. I also wanted to get a drink. I wanted to get a whiskey that you, you, you'll have fun drinking on the trail. So you're well, not going to carve you back up too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I think the sweet uh, activates the sugar responders really quickly. Uh, and so when it's been a hard day and you've been out there and you drink something that's got a fair amount of sugar on the front, you're not looking for a sophisticated taste. You're just looking for a pep. This, this will hit the mark. So I'm going to call this mooring whiskey. So everything's nautical with Mercy, mooring whiskey. The, the, the idea is you've been sailing all day, you came in the harbor, you set the anchor, you've been working really hard to set the anchor, get the boat all squared away for the night. You sit down, and, and you know, maybe you're in the galley and you're prepping something for dinner and you crack open the mooring whiskey. Oh. Or you're, you're sitting out on the bow and you're watching the setting sun. Cooking and, with this and yeah, drinking and, with this. Oh, that, I can and this is what that. you're popping down. And I would be... I like it a little sweeter, but I can I will be the first to tell somebody when it's too sweet. And this is this is not too sweet. This is right where it needs to be, where someone can be sensitive but also want it at the same time. Right. That uh, it's not gummy. I didn't want to be like you know very honey forward or something like that or you know liqueur or syrupy. Because now, so the apricot aspect, I didn't want to say vanilla because I didn't want to believe it. But you know, obviously, I can. There's vanilla. You can get it now. Now I get. Now I'm like, okay, well, I'll accept that. Well done. Well done. Kudos so. to our distiller here. Uh, he, he, he helped me put this together. Lots of ideas. The, the, you know, the, 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 the fresh components, the fresh ingredients, the way it was all put together is all just, just great, great, great master distillers doing, doing their work, doing their craft. I don't think there's many vanilla maple combos, right, that are fully natural. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Not that, not that I know. No. Not that I know. If they're out there, they're probably a bunch of garbage. So it's a, it's a whiskey that I've had for a little while, and I've, you know, I've been thinking about what, what can I do with this to really bring it to prominence. And I am so excited that we've got the, this uh, flavor profile, this texture, uh, everything as, as it's going to present in the bottle. I think it's going to connect with the branding, mooring whiskey. If you think about the end of the day, the sunset, this is what you want to be drinking. This is absolutely delicious. And... If you put, I don't know, if you have, have you tried it with ice yet? Well, yes. Does it water it down or you still got it? Does it drop the 80 too much or do you still? Just don't, don't you know, not a whole bunch of no, ice. No, yeah, obviously no. Just, you know, one or two this ice cubes take you right there. But but as we're drinking it tonight, yeah. you know, this this is this is pretty soft and ready to go. It just, is. This just is, as it is. This is amazing. Mm. 80 proof. Yeah, so I, you know, if, if you think about it, if you're on the boat, if you're on the trail, you don't have ice with you. No. So I wanted it no. to be uh, you know, something that was ready to go when you were ready to go. 
I can't wait to see the faces on people when you sample this mooring at the next event you take it to. It's going to blow their minds. That's been, uh, I, I, so I've, we've run it at the last two events this, this past weekend, the Alabama football game. Someone and tasted this? Yeah, yeah. We've, oh. been, we've been testing it uh, at, uh, in Tuscaloosa and then over here in um, University of Alabama, Birmingham at their alumni function last week. And we'll give everybody rye, the rye to taste first, and it's hot and it's sophisticated. A lot of people love it, but then you follow up with this. This is a good dessert, and oh, yeah. the eyes pop, and everybody gets super excited by it. What a combo. Bravo. Good deal. So look out for it. We'll, we'll announce when it's launched. I was hoping for it to be you know, ready to go now, but uh, re- regulation. <laughs> we have to get the label squared away, and then we can get it out there. So, so plans are in about a month. It'll be on the shelf. Okay. should be great. ABC will have it, obviously, wherever all the other ones are. Yeah, ABC, package stores, and, and online. Online sales are rocking. Actually, online store sold out this morning i saw that post yeah so the first batch that we sold online is you know sold out in a month or it's working online very cool people are attracting to it so things like meeting a bunch of people in colorado uh, at the running race uh, i did the steamboat gravel cycle and we we introduced mercy to a lot of people up there and just broadening the broadening the the fan base so far this this first uh, set of online sales i think we shipped to 11 states which is great. So thank you to everybody who bought from 11 states. It's been a, it's been a win so far. So we're reloading as fast as we can, get some more out there, and hopefully back selling next week. Oh, this will fly too. I, th- I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Did you uh, have you got the page work worked up to have the mooring page? Uh, once we we have to get the the the, the language approved, mm-hmm. uh, and once it's approved, then we'll then we'll fly it out there. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, the the puffery. We have to get the puffery. Is that what it's called? <laughs> puffery. <laughs> yeah, we're very particular about the puffery. <laughs> so once that gets going, we'll be all right. You learn to navigate that well, so you're yeah. getting better at it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's my homework tonight. To go yeah. read the puffery. Is rules. it? Oh, you got some more work. <laughs> yeah. What else you got? You got something okay. else here. So all right, next product. Again, I won't tell you what it is. This is this is going to be much higher proof. Okay. Um, but I'll let you savor it, and then uh, and we can talk it through. Now that's totally different on the nose. Yep. Was it like oaky? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leathery. It's got the sweetness. So we're moving away from bourbon. We're going into single malt world. Five-year-old oh, single malt. Yeah. Finished in tawny port barrels. Oh, port. So you're getting the sweetness coming from the port. Okay. So it's got about another month to go, I think, before I think the finish is complete. Am I off on the oaky part? No, it is. It's a nice oaky single okay. malt. Okay. It's a nice oaky single malt. You know, wow. it's in it's in uh, it's in charred barrels, so it's okay. it's going to get the oak flavor coming through. You're getting the charred barrels after they've had what in them? The what was it? They're going into new char. They're new char. Going into new char. Okay. They can actually. I probably just picked up charcoal. <laughs> My nose right now. Yeah. So so it's coming along really well. It's barrel strength. So it's barrel proof, so mm. 109, 
is what it's ticking at right now. Mm -hmm. I feel it's still, still, it's still sitting there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a totally different whiskey to what we just totally. tried, right? Totally. But uh, so we're moving to a different palette. We're going for a whole different flavor set, whole different proof set, whole different drinking style. Yes. So you smash a few uh, Moorin whiskeys as you set the anchor, sit down, have some dinner. And then when you grab your cigar, Oh, yeah. You know, well, you just, you know, it's this the end of the night. Up. Yeah, this could hold up with a cigar. Moon is setting. This is, this is what you're going for on the back, on the bow. That single malt, it's, it's hot. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, some big, the, the big brands are jumping in on single malts to. It's growing fast. Yeah. T tell me what you think, though, because, you know, a lot of single malts will be in the 80 to 90 proof range, especially uh, Scotch, Irish. They'll, they'll proof them down a lot. But I'm a big fan of barrel strength for more sophisticated flavors because we're not getting any water in the way. We're just getting straight barrel flavors coming right at you. And this, this is an exception with a bit of a finish. But I wanted to create something a little unique, you know, keeping something nautical. Port, port is a little nautical. The whole way the port was developed was to fortify the wine so that it could handle the voyages and stuff. So I thought, oh, perfect. Let's, let's keep that going and, and weave that into Mercy World. I love the tawny port flavors. I think they pair really They're well sweeter, with sweeter, right? Tawny ports are sweeter. Tawny port sweeter, yep, yep. And, and so you're going up against the barley in the single malt, and I think you have a, a wider spectrum of tastes coming at you. Well done. Yeah, I've only had a few single malts, uh, still trying to, trying to get into those. And it's awesome that you were able to... This is unique away from the other... Uh, bigger name single malts I've already tried, which is very cool. Bravo for being, you're going to stand out with this. So I, th I think, yeah, there is a, a single malt is running fast right now. And so I think you're going to need to bring something else to the table. So a port finish brings something unique to the table. I, I will say I'm a really big fan of rye, you know, finished in aged rum or aged port barrels. Love that. Didn't want to do that for Mercy because I wanted to keep Mercy a little bit unique. So I thought, hey, well, you know, when we go for the single port, the single malt, let's single try malt. some port in the mix. Wow. Well done. I'd like, I'm glad you're keeping it high proof. Yeah. You can do a little more with it. You know, I think it, uh, it'll appeal then to a very smaller set of people. But honestly, I think those are the folks who will appreciate the port blending in and finishing oh, there with the, with the American single malt. Absolutely. And what is it? Uh, is it, isn't New Zealand big in the, into the tawny ports? There's, I forgot where. Yeah, New Zealand, Spain. Australia. Is Spain into the tawny ports? So Madeira, Madeira is the original kind of port of call for port. So Madeira port is the, the start of what we now know as port. So fortified wines where they had sugar added so that they would survive the ship's oh, voyage. Oh, Yeah, so oh, okay. you know, it became a, a more syrupy, more hardy compound. Dessert wine. Yeah, so it's kind of like the IPA. The IPA originated from those long sailing voyages as well. By the time the ale got to India, it had lost all its flavor because it had taken six months to get there. So IPAs came about from double hopping or triple hopping English beer. So when it got oh, to really? India, it was, it was still hopped and still flavorful. So uh, you, uh, you go over to wine and they realized, oh, we're, we're having trouble transporting wine, keeping it drinkable. So you add sugar to fortify it and you get uh, Madeira ports. Very cool. Yeah, I'm glad you understand all the, uh, the science behind it, too, because that 
yeah, really I, makes it mean something. Probably less science, just a little bit more history. And growing up in South Africa, we were the South Africa's the old you know, ship restocking spot of the uh, of the journeys from England to mm. India, and then England to Australia and New Zealand. So just growing up in, in school kid history, you would learn a lot of those a lot of those old stories, and they stuck with us. So we drank a lot of port growing up, and there's a lot of really good South African port as well. So uh, this this is going to be called Port Side. Morrissey Portside, <laughs> American awesome. single malt whiskey. That is awesome. And uh, it, it, it's uh, it's an homage to my uncle. He he was in the navy. Uh, he was a, a chief petty officer in the South African Navy. Uh, lived in and was exceptionally passionate about the navy. Worked on electronics in the navy. Drank a lot of rum, but drank a lot of port. Uh, and when I lived in Cape Town, he was my dad away from home for a decade. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, so oh, man, I'm sorry. sadly miss him. But I, a lot of what is in Portside is is remembering him and thinking, oh, you know, if, if I if I mix a single malt with some port, I'm I'm bringing back the spirit Homage, here of my yeah, uncle. And absolutely. Thinking of late night fires with him, mm. drinking a few shots, having some fun, you know, talking nonsense, debating the world, uh, and, and just kind of growing up with him when. When you're 18 and you're you're a young adult, you're starting to get you know aware, a lot more aware of what's around you. And he was the guy I chatted to about a lot of that stuff. So it was, it was really good times, and I wanted to channel his inner spirit here a little bit with Portside. So very navy very style. Cool. You, know, you get navy rum. This is my attempt to make a navy American single malt and and, and bring through the port aspect of all that. Well done. Yeah. God, that's you, you talked about having some things up your sleeve last time I was here, but this is really a magic trick. I mean, you <laughs> you pulled out a couple rabbits. Good deal. This well, is amazing. Awesome, man. I, I just I can't wait to get them on the shelf. I can't wait to get them in front of people and and just keep the experience going. It's been fun. Now, when what is it, is anybody it, are the are the consumers going to be shocked by major bottle shape differences or what are we looking at we're going to have something so what do we have to look forward to when they going to keep the uh going to keep the nautical bottle okay all three of the brands will have yes okay yeah so port side is going to be in the square bottle okay the first iteration of mooring is going to be in the pirate bottle ah because the nautical bottle we can't get right now but we want to get this on the market. So it's going to come out in the pirate bottle, keeping a little bit nautical with I the like pirate it. bottle. They just pop the cork off and yeah. go straight into it. And uh, in January, we'll be landing a couple of thousand more nautical bottles, and we'll okay. be back into the square bottle by then. But yeah, port side, I definitely want in the nautical bottle. And when we get through this first batch of mooring, which I think will be pretty quick, we'll be, we'll be back into the nautical bottle then as well. The label... The, the 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 ship's ticket style of label mm-hmm. uh, the the seal everything's going to remain nice and consistent we'll just call out which whiskey it is on a portion of the label okay yeah so they'll be able to tell the difference oh yeah yeah okay. different color schemes okay. uh, it, it, uh, yeah you, you'll, you'll know which one you're getting for sure because I wonder what they're gonna do at the uh, at the stores are they gonna if you're gonna have them side by side or they're gonna you're gonna have a you're gonna have the single malt over here, and then you'll have the rye over here, and then you'll have the the new mooring over here. It probably won't be side by side. Right? I, yeah, I don't think it's right for them to be side by side. No. I think you put port side with the single malts, mm-hmm. and, and if they do separate American single malts, you put it over there. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the rye is a higher price point than the Mooring whiskey is going to be. Is it? So I think the Mooring whiskey goes to a different section of the shelf. So number six is going to be our highest price point? Uh, port side. Port side will be a higher price port point. Port side is going to be our highest port side. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, in uh, February, the original batch that makes up number six yeah. is going to be six years old. And so I'm going to do a special bottling of that straight out of the barrel, barrel strength, no water, recipe number six. Going to call it Captain's Cut. Oh, I got to get one of those. It's, oh, my God. I've tasted it. It's exceptional. Oh, my God. The, the flavors are incredibly rich. Uh, you know, with this double rye at barrel strength, it, it's quite phenomenal. So I'm just waiting for um, the youngest set of whiskeys to be five years old. And it's going to be a blend of five-year-old and six-year-old grain-to-glass whiskey at barrel strength. Probably only run three barrels. We'll dump three barrels in, in March. So super small batch, limited edition. That'll probably be the highest price point, that one. Oh, obviously. I mean, yeah. It's going to be the bomb. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're going to go, your CRLI is zero. You'll go one through whatever we get? Right. Okay. That's right. And That's all the right. other ones will be zero or one through yeah. again? Okay. That's right. Good, good. And so, uh, you know, Captain's Cut, I think every year as that original batch ages, we will release like, hey, here's the six-year anniversary, here's the seven-year anniversary. And we can do that a few times, which, which will be great. And so we'll oh, have some, yeah. some exceptional double amazing. rise coming out. I'm looking forward to that. That's when it, that five-year, they just kick in and just the flavors. and Yeah. What did you pour over there? Did you have, is number six over there? This is number is, six. Is yeah. that number six? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. This will just remind Last you. number six. Remind you about number six, the original. It's so good. Because that has the that has a little apricot. I think I don't know why I'm on an apricot kick today, but you know, it's got the it, it's got dried fruits of of some type that come through, and it's because the corn plays so well against the original rye. So I think that's why you know m most people tasting it are going to pull out that that fruit, but that dried fruit flavor of some type coming through apricots, pears. So there's, there's something of the high sugar content there, which you know it's kind of unusual for a rye to have that following on the the first spicy yep. taste. Yeah, I really feel like it. it it's even. I feel like it's until two levels. I know you say it's double rye on the on the label and the d dynamics, but I mean I actually taste the different mash bills it's like they're they got each their own reward yeah that's it, so well done it's i gotta um i gotta hit abc before i leave because i haven't i've only been able to make the Bam, uh, birmingham slammers with mine oh now, yes but i haven't i haven't made an old-fashioned with uh with any mercy yet so i've got a new cocktail out there on the website it's called the gimba g-i-m-b-a and it's a fusion of an old-fashioned and a Manhattan, mm. but with a little bit of smokiness to it. So it was a perfect time of year to have that. So a bit of mercy. Uh, and then instead of simple syrup, get hold of some smoked maple syrup. Okay. Uh, instead of bitters, we use chocolate bitters. Okay. And then your choice on vermouth. You could use dry vermouth if you're a dry vermouth flavor, or if you could use sweet vermouth to make it even sweeter. Yeah. And, and you just fuse the old-fashioned and the Manhattan together, and you have just an incredible Thanksgiving or an incredible Christmas mm. Eve cocktail that, that is ready to go. 
It's very, it's very like homely. It's smoky. The rye plays really well. You know, I think rye and vermouth uh, have a good dance together. Yeah, I've never tried that. It's so it's really good. Uh, recipes out on on the Mercy website. So, okay, check it out. Side. Yeah, because your slammer recipe is to die for. So trail runner, right? So Laurie Lyons, a, a Birmingham trail runner, came to me and said, "Hey, you know this." I just want to pitch you an idea. You tell me what you think. She said, we're going to take the Alabama Slammer, but we're going to totally up the game. We're going to take out Slogan, put in Tanqueray. Yeah. We're going to take out Southern Comfort. We're going to put in Mercy. Yeah. Tell me what you think. And it is the bomb. It is. It's like better than a mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> Drink it at breakfast, have yeah. it with lunch, have it on the trail. Yeah, we're following it to the tea. It's have delicious. It buddies. It, it's, it, I think the Tanqueray... Sevilla in there makes a big difference. Yeah, as well. the orange. Just a high quality gin coming through, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, if you follow that recipe to the tea, it is delicious. I, I do a little more mercy. Okay. Yeah, I add a little more mercy. Good man. Good man. <laughs> and fresh squeezed orange juice. Yeah. So that's what we were serving that in Colorado. I at saw the Trans Rockies. Yeah, I saw you were pouring pitchers or it was something yep. of the slammer. We had pitchers ready for when runners came in. And we would start, everybody would be lying in the recovery tents, getting Ooh. a massage or getting the, uh, the, the like leg recovery, uh, leg sleeves going. Uh, we just take a tray of cocktails around. Oh. And, and uh, by, the la- by the last two days, I would have the messieurs calling me saying, hey, can we get more mercy in the tent? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you bring some over? So it was, it was it was great when uh, the slammers were were you know so sweet. Again, when you've had a rough day and you come back and you just yes. have a little bit of sugar content, but some yeah. some strong some strong components to the sugar content uh-huh. is good. Uh, they work they work really well. So we were pouring you know, one two three pitches of of Birmingham slammers a day, and they were going down really well. Yeah. And the best part is, it's an ultra trail runner who devised the recipe. Uh, so it was a perfect fitting to have that at the Trans Rockies. I approve. Well done. <laughs> Good deal. Well, we take it. They'll be, they'll be there at the 24 edition, which will be great. And it's the race director's 50th birthday in March, and they put on a race in Moab called Moab Run the Rocks. So we'll be flying in some mercy and some cocktails to celebrate his birthday with him out there. What's the distance yeah. on that one? It's three days. I think it's 20 miles a day, so it's somewhere 60 around 60 or miles. 70 or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's some, I know it's getting hot. They're doing, starting to do 200 plus milers now. That's the thing. Yeah. So, so Alabama is uh, on, the, about to get its first 200 mile race here in a minute mm. on the Pinodi Trail. Uh, you know, I think, I think 100 miles is, is pretty exceptional. I think oh, 200 miles is, yeah. is out of this world. That's, that's quite something. Man, I appreciate it. Cheers. Outstanding Cheers. work, man. Good deal. I'm so glad for the reception. I'm glad it's going down well. It's great. Good style. I can't wait to have it on the shelf and share it with everybody and, and share it again with you and tell you how it's doing. Yeah, your passion is shining through, man. It's your creativity. It's You're like a nonstop artist right now. It's just <laughs> a hit after a hit after a hit. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So so good to hear. So, it, you know, for, for a finance person, when, when you do something creative and it's really well received, it's a, it's a double jolt of, of happy that comes through. Yeah, I can actually, I, I mean, I haven't been gone for very long, but you these events and you getting out there and seeing these people and getting involved with the brand and seeing their love. I mean, I see a whole, even a, a next level spark in you it right is, now. You know, the, the feedback back cycle is, is so much fun. It's working. I mean, it's, it's, it's really it's cool. Motivating, obviously. The, the first time I sold Mercy, I was, I was honestly really, really nervous. You know, I was like, what are people going to think? This is, a, uh-huh. this is a busy, sophisticated category where people have opinions. 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rise of Tuffy. A lot of opinions, yeah. Yeah, Rise of um, Tuffy. So, so coming into whiskey was, was a little nerve-wracking, but, but this year has been full of um, you know, just great, great reception, constructive feedback, a lot of constructive feedback, a lot of um, passion for where it's going. Um, I think the transparency and, and authenticity of it all has been well-received too. So it's just, we'll just keep on trucking, keep on taking it this way, which is cool. Well, thanks for your time. Thank I, you. I, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, that is going to, we're going to fit that on the wall. I hope that fits. Uh, we put it, we ended up putting a screen up in the studio. Okay. So I'm hoping that fits on the left side or the right side. I think it does. Good I'll deal. put it on the wall. Oh, well, thank you. You know, you've been a, You've been an early evangelist for Mercy, and I'm so glad that we've been able to connect and, and keep chatting, and, and I'll be so proud if I can see it up on, on the Bourbon Departed podcast. It will be quite something. That will be Absolutely. really cool. So Yeah, we're proud of you, man. We're ah, excellent. glad you accepted us. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you right back at you. This, is, this has been good stuff. Cool. Thanks, man. Cheers. Appreciate you. Take if I don't care. see you again, happy holidays, okay? Yes, to you too. To you thank too. you very happy much. Happy holidays. All the best. <laughs>